Uh, real quick, we got Matt Walsh from, from Trophy Smack. Founder, CEO of Trophy Smack. Yes, sir. Top Echo Global Sales Agent. Agent, yep. Agent. Amazing. So first I want to talk about sales. Uh, I want to, I want to. It's how I uh, eat. Yeah. I want to know your mindset. Like how did you grow up being like super like into sales? Were you like knocking on doors? What was your story as like a child growing up? What were you doing? Yeah. No, I, I love the question because I never, even to this day, I don't inherently think I'm in sales. I know that I am based on a title and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll get sales books just to like almost as exercise for the mind. Oh, I've got hundreds. Yeah. Any, <laughs> yeah. any top one you recommend? Uh, I mean, I got like the, the little red book of sales is like, I could pick it up, read two pages and just sure. like get the, get the juices flowing. But yeah. most of what I read now is more like creativity and balancing things okay <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on yeah yeah but but on the sales note like i'm never as a kid you know my dad's a, a nasa engineer and my mom's a teacher okay. and i'm in this you know just nice middle class structured house but from like the age of three i'm trying to sell them yeah i'm selling them carnival games i'm coming up with games of chance okay I'm hustling my parents at the age of three. And they, you know, they knew what I was doing and they were encouraging it to a certain degree, but I'm going door to door, like at seven, I'm making crafts and I'm knocking on neighbor's doors. Okay. I'm setting up a little booth and I don't know if uh, you remember if it was a thing in in Chicago, but when those little beads were really popular and to make like little cross necklaces, I had, I had neighborhood friends and like we're making them and I'm going out and I'm selling them. Yeah. I'm selling origami on the, on the, okay. on the schoolyard in the second grade. So you were always like this, you love selling, selling, and, selling. Yeah. And sales. So, and I never looked at it as sales. I looked at it just like a game. It's just fun. Sure. Sure. Like, here's an idea and now things are happening. Yeah. You know, Definitely. and how to make things happen. You have to be able to sell. Yeah. But for me, I'm just connecting with people and figuring out what they want. Sure. Yeah. So you're, you're doing this throughout like childhood, teenage years, and then like you become an adult. Well, like, how did you, my wife may have a, a you're not question adult. about that. <laughs> Same with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got three little boys at home and, and she always refers to me as the fourth big boy. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yes. Adult life. It's funny. I think, I think men are like that though. Yeah. Yeah. Women are so like serious professional, like Women are great employees. Like they just they do such a great job, and I've realized that because I was managing an office in Ukraine. Here. Yeah. I loved uh, like women were honestly would do a better job than men, and like they were just so like focused on on stuff, and like they would always like show me like a, a different way to do it properly. Yes, and now now that I've got kids, I've got some good family friends that have all girls the same age, yeah, boys, <laughs> and I'm like. Damn, girls are smarter than boys. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah totally. <laughs> That's so true. My girlfriend is so much smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm alive because of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you basically, you grow out of being a child and a teenager and now you're an adult. Uh, did anything change or was it just the same, same game? Dude, I feel like the same. Same game? Yeah. But you I probably mean, learned a lot, right? It's like different levels. I, of the game absolutely i mean every and that's the thing is like same way i don't think of myself as a sales like when i'm when i'm in it yeah. right? i don't i don't think i'm selling right? sure sure um and it's the same way with learning 
I don't look at it like, okay, now it's time to stop what I'm doing and learn and then go back. Like it's a constant at all times. It's just happening. And you have to, I, I feel like to be successful as an entrepreneur and, and in freight and anything, anything that to really excel, you have to have a constant sponge. Okay. And there's a shitload. I, I didn't know that Glendale was a double broker capital. <laughs> I mean, again, the carrier sales folks I work with are, were probably protecting me from that. But, yeah. you know, there's the, now I'm going to read about that. Okay. Right? For now now I'm interested. Yeah. About that. Yeah, yeah. And there's only so much time in the day, but, and there's a lot, this, there's a lot of information about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. bought a Kindle today at a Target. I'm like, I'm going to buy a Kindle. Just because, like, when I'm in Poland, um, I, I order books a lot. Just because, like, yes, lot. same. And it's like some books aren't available in Poland, right? Or I have to wait like three weeks, four weeks to get them. Because, and I'm like, I'm just gonna interesting. Get well, if you've got a list, I could include them with the belt. Oh, actually, that's not a bad idea. My wife <laughs> just called me. She's with yeah. my three boys at Barnes and Noble right now. Okay. And I said I'm jealous because even you though you know I'm, I'm going out, you know, this award trip, and I'm in Vegas, and people see yeah. me, and they're like, and there's a perception that I don't. I don't read because I'm out here drinking whiskey and stuff, but no, <laughs> these aren't, these aren't mutually exclusive. I mean, you're very successful and it's, it's actually something that like we're going to get to soon because, um, Matt got invested by Mark Cuban on, on Shark Tank, which is just phenomenal. Like I love Shark Tank. Shark Tank is probably I love it, man. top three TV show yeah. along with The Office. Like it's yes. The Office, Shark Tank, yes. and Play Entourage. <laughs> Those are it, probably man. my t- top three it. TV shows. So, um, so you start selling. And like, tell us a story, Matt, you, you finished college. What were you doing? So when I graduated college, I had some, you know, kind of traditional job fair, met someone, you know, interview with Wells Fargo, Morgan Stanley. And of the options was a freight brokerage, a local freight brokerage. It was a franchise, small office. The owner was in his thirties. Okay. And the salary was half of some of the other opportunities, but there was something about the, just the, I don't know what the adjective is, the energy, something about the freight life that I was just, it just instantly sucked me in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the constant, I don't know if it's the ADHD that went (laughs) undiagnosed for a long time. I have the same problem. (laughs) Yeah. But just the con, there's something always happening. And, sure. you know, I'm in client sales. So, you know, I've got operations folks and there's carrier sales, yeah. but there's always something going on. Yeah, there's yeah, some definitely. opportunity and something about, Hey, no one else can make this happen, but I can, Yeah, I can make it fucking happen. And you can count on me is a really, really good feeling. Okay. <laughs> so you're chasing that feeling of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's amazing. I, uh, I used to remember my first year as a freight broker. I used to just love covering freight. Every load I covered, I had like a dopamine shot. Yeah. I'm like, this is just the best feeling. Like, especially when like there's loads that people can't cover. And they're like, yeah, like my boy, like I, I, it's funny. I spent like the first three months at my, my brokerage, my first brokerage, just sourcing carriers. And I would, every time I would call someone in Chicago, I'd be like, do you speak Polish? Like, do you have someone who speaks Polish? And I had like a list of carriers that spoke Polish. And I literally just would hit them up and I ended up building relations, like probably like about a 10 of them. I have like a six year relationship with where it's like, that's dope. They would take loads for me for, for great rates, great service. I, I, Do you have a relationship. 
real relationships. Yeah. And like that's where freight brokers come in handy, right? Anyone can post a load. Anyone can cover it with a dat rat. Yeah. It's, it's all about those relationships. That's where like, I mean, there's always opportunities to make things more efficient with technology. Yeah. yeah. But when I hear some of this full automation, like that is yeah. not possible on freight. There's just too many variables. You have to have the relationships. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What do you think? Just I'm going to pick on this subject real quick and we're going to return back to your life. But in terms of automation, in terms of technology, what do you see uh, happening in terms of changes in the industry that what will become automated in the near, in the near future? Um, well, I think you're seeing it now in terms of availability of information and honing in on the right KPIs for the shippers okay, and not just feeding that information, but coming up with solutions. Sure. So there's best practices and there's geographical optimization. There's suggestions that are more than just moving freight from point A to point B. Okay. Um, in terms of the sourcing and the, and the carrier sales side, I mean, I just, I just respect the hustle on the carrier sales side. I don't think that could be replaced, but I'm not, I've, I cover loads sometimes when it really needs to get done. Sure. But for the guys that like in and out and just crush it doing that, I can't see that being replaced because of how it works and how it functions. So, sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot on the predictive side. So a lot of what I do is on LTL. That's what I know very, very well. I rely on the folks that know truckload better than me, Yeah. but I have a difficult time to this day on truckload of this balance of what's the DAT and what can you cover it for and how do you publish rates and is it cost plus or is it contract? I mean, it gets, it gets, it gets messy for me where I've got to bring in the person that really knows. Sure. Uh, Automated routing guides and, you know, working on that kind of stuff. And Echo invests a lot of money. Oh, yeah. All that. And Echo, and that's why I am in a very fortunate position where Echo acquired our company over a decade ago. And Echo continues to invest in this technology where I can rely on those solutions for me to do what I do very well. Yeah. When I was pre-Echo at a startup, we did what we did very well. But it's all scrappy I have no chance at doing what I do now, right? Sure. The, you know, 10 distribution centers with hundreds of different login and passwords for load tendering. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. But Echo has the, not just the technology, but the, the human capital to help sure. execute. Okay. Which makes it great for me because I can just go out and close deals. <laughs> yeah. So you focus on closing deals and then you basically, you don't have to, worry about the load for the most part for the most part that's yeah. how 